0: Welcome back. I'm here again with Angela Ford. Angela, welcome back. Thank you. So we're going to move away from remote viewing and esoteric targets slash UFOs. And we're going to try to talk a little bit about non-physical abilities, ESP and things like that. But I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. So, Angela, forgive me for asking this question. It's going to come out of left field. but What sorts of signs and portents might someone see when they see certain animals a lot? So I'll give you a prime example. I constantly see ravens. I see dragonflies a lot. Could be sheer coincidence, but is there anything to read into things like that?
1: Oh, sure. Well, first of all, a lot of times for being psychic or having ESP abilities, a lot of it is awareness. It's, it's you know, like you're waking up and you, you're you very aware of, it, you know, what's happening to you, what you see. Now, a lot of times people will see certain animals. And if you keep seeing it over and over, it's a message. OK, it's a, a message. So a Raven represents strength, intelligence survival skills you have survival skills the dragonflies that's your intuition so if i would see those i would say you have a lot of inner strength you're very intuitive you're at a strong point in your life creating your future you're creating your destiny Uh, the raven is the animal that represents you know where you're going you know what you want it's strength and intuition Yeah, it's just awareness. You have to be aware. A lot of times people see numbers. They'll say, every time I look at the clock, it's 416. Mm -hmm. I went and looked at a license plate, it's 416. Get on the internet and see what the number 416 means. That's how I think people receive their signs.
0: And then when someone starts to see these signs, like either numbers or animals, Mm -hmm. what, what do they do with them in terms of how do they interpret them? What's the universe trying to tell them? It's a hard question to ask in a generalized manner because it could be. Specific no,
1: I don't know. Individual. The universe could be telling them 333, you know, well, you're going through a big change. You're going to have a huge transition. Maybe somebody has something on their mind. They d- don't know whether to proceed or to stop. And they may see a number and the number may say, don't be so hesitant. You can move forward. I think you can receive information that way.
0: Are you familiar with the I Ching, actually? So here's another story. So we were talking before this interview about Tim Powers, and I did an interview with him. And he was fairly close with you know who Philip K. Dick is? No. Ever see Blade Runner? Yes. Um, so he's the author who wrote Blade Runner. And Philip K. Dick was a very open to, to different things. So he wrote a, a book called The Man in the High Castle. And mm-hmm. Tim said that he would use the I Ching to resolve plot points with characters Mm -hmm. and things like that. And he said that he would actually use the I Ching to also resolve questions he had. And I said, well, what kind of questions? Tim said, mostly girlfriend troubles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what's your your view on that? And is that just kind of another way to focus these energies or...
1: Sure, that's that's right. We all want answers. We all want, I mean, I do, I do pendulum. I mean, I do, my girlfriend gives me pendulums. Her father was a well known dowser, Louie Matasha. She sends me pendulums all the time. I've got one in my purse, and I'll go, you know, like, if I should I buy that? I'll be at you. Should I buy this? Yes or no? Can I afford to buy this? Yeah, I mean, always. When you say we all want
0: answers, sometimes the answers we get are not the answers we want. So, again, Tim said that when Philip K. Dick didn't get the answer he wanted. He would put it outside that night and make it sleep outside.
1: (laughs) And when I was studying metaphysics, I can remember Fred Mansford said, "Guess you shouldn't read yourself, you'll lose objectivity. Even when it comes to loved ones, he says, you're losing the objectivity. But I do it. I mean, I can't help it. And I know people, they do read themselves. and, And I said, does it work for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Sometimes I read for myself. Sometimes I have misses. Sometimes I get my right answers. I have my pendulum in my purse. I carry it with me.
0: How does that work?
1: Yes and no. You, you go show me yes, and it'll go up and down. Show me no. It'll go the other way. You ask it, show me yes, show me no, and then you just start.
0: And is that something anybody can do? or is it... yeah. And how confident are you that it works?
1: I'm not a real good dowser. I would say I'm not the best dowser, but sometimes it works. My girlfriend tried to teach me. I said, sometimes it seems to go around and that means something, but I forget. I'm just just yes and no. Just show me yes, show me no. And sometimes it'll go turn around, go in a circle to change the direction. And then which
0: techniques are the most effective? So you know, extended to remote viewing, you know, channeling. What's been the most effective for you?
1: I do extended remote viewing. I do channel. Automatic
0: writing. Automatic writing. Automatic sure, writing or
1: CHAM. It's the same thing. I work with tarot cards a lot, especially with readings. I work a lot with tarot cards. I do basic numerology. That's about it.
0: And which of those techniques do you find to be the most effective?
1: Probably the automatic writing and the extended remote viewing. Because when I work for scientists, I do the extended remote viewing. And so that works well with me. But when I'm reading people, I really rely on the automatic writing and the tarot cards. And basic numerology can give you a lot of information.
0: Can you give me an example of how that might work? Let's let's say you're doing a reading you know, what number sort of numbers would you look at? And and what would you look at
1: at the number? You break everything down. When's your birthday? You break everything down from one Uh to nine. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. Okay. So it's plus what year? Okay. So you have plus you
1: come up with 2003 and then 2003 adds up to a five. So you've got a five personality. So you like adventure. You like to travel. You're probably interested in esoteric information. You would have been a good archaeologist.
0: Kind of weird that we talked about 203 in the last episode and now you're five. Yeah, you're, a five. Comes
1: yeah, you're a five.
0: I don't want to go too wild into this, but that feels like a synchronicity to me.
1: Okay, so now that's your personality, so that you are, because that's the year you were born. So now we're gonna take plus the current year, 2022. That gives me the number 2050, and that adds up to a seven. So this year, whenever it was your birthday, you left a six year and you came into a seven year. This past year, while you were on a six, things were in balance. Things probably centered around the home. It would have been a good time to buy a new car, maybe fix things up in the home. It would have been very balanced, very stable. Now you're coming into a seven-year, so 2023 for you would mean a lot of transition and a lot of change. People usually change their work, where they're living, relationships So now you're coming into a year where the universe kind of takes out of your life what no longer works for you. And then by the end of the year, you'll have what you need to move forward in your life. A lot of times people lose friendships in a seven year. It's a shedding, you're shedding. It's transformation. You're shedding what you don't need and moving into what you do need. The seven is a major number, not like a three or six where things are stable. Yeah, that kind of sets me up. I do the numerology first, and that can get into the personality, tell them where they've been, where they're going. And by that time, they have the confidence. And then I just start with the tarot cards and end up with the channeling.
0: And then how long does a typical session last?
1: A typical session can go 30 to 50 minutes. To go over 45, 50 minutes, information just starts repeating itself. A lot of psychics will go, Well, I'll read you for 30 minutes, a certain price. I'll read you for 45, a certain price. I'll read you for 60 minutes, a certain price. I, I don't really time it. I just say the reading can go anywhere from 30 to 50 minutes. But if you're going beyond 45 or 50 minutes, the information is starting to repeat itself and the psychic's getting worn out.
0: And then where can people look you up? I know it's usually through word of mouth, as I said.
1: You can call my cell phone, which is 443-624-5874, or you can email me at Ford, F-O-R-D, Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, 04 at gmail.com.
0: Okay. You want people calling you?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, or text, yeah, on my cell, yeah, or just email me. I'll put
0: the email down below, but people will have to work for the five. Once you're
1: getting random, well, I don't know. It's up to you. I, You know what? I have a landline. I use my landline for personal doctor's appointments, and I'm home all the time. So my cell phone, I don't rely on my cell phone. So a lot of times, I, a lot of people that are calling the cell phone actually are just people who want readings. And texting is good. Oh, okay. I don't and, mind texting.
0: And what sorts of clients have you... Had over the years, like what walks of life, and you know, things like that.
1: Oh, everybody calls, everybody calls. You can give a person a reading on job, money, if they're moving. When it comes to relationships, it that's a whole issue unto itself. I had a man call me one time, and he was an older man, he was Jewish, and he called me, he go, Angela, help me. He said, I'm getting older. And I really want to get married. He said, I want to have a family. I want to have children. And with him being older, he would have to marry somebody younger because he really wanted children. So he said, Can you help me? And so I'm not even going to say his name, but anyway, I no, said, No, no, oh. no,
0: absolutely not. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Don't worry, you're going to marry your neighbor. So I could hear it was a phone reading and I could hear this silence. And he went, what are you talking about? What do you mean I'm going to marry my neighbor? I don't have neighbors. I don't know anybody I can marry. And I said, well, I'm sorry. That's what I'm getting. So I didn't even charge him. It was like, a man. I said, well, that's what I'm getting. I hung up. He was like yelling at me. So a couple of months later, he gives me a call. And he says, Angela, Angela, he said, I didn't find my girlfriend yet. You think I should go on these dating sites? I looked at the car. I said, don't worry. You're going to marry your neighbor well, it gets real quiet. What do you mean? And I said, and I'm like, okay, that's it. That's all I can give you. So he called a third time. I said, listen, I said, I'm going to give you my friend's number. He's psychic. You call him. Well, pretty soon he calls me back. He goes, your your friend, nice guy, but he he doesn't read like you. You're better. (laughs) And, And in the meantime, I'm giving him this information and he's saying that can't be, that can't be, and I'm like, well, that's what I'm getting. So we're arguing back and forth. So last year around Christmas time, he calls again. I'm like, and, and I'm like, look, I've had it with you. I'm not looking at he goes, no, oh, no, don't hang up. <laughs> just don't hang up. He's afraid I'm gonna hang up because I keep. He said, I just wanna tell you. He says, I'm getting married. And I said, well, who are you marrying? He said, my neighbor. <laughs> what happened? I said, what happened? And he said, well, he said, the woman that he's marrying happened to be his sister's neighbor. But he said she was going to, I think, a college or some type of school that was next to his house. And so she really was my neighbor. And I said, well, great. And he said that the families know each other and that he's really happy and she wants to have children. And I lost his number because I really did want to call him back to see how he was doing
0: did he pay
1: you? I didn't pay no. Angela? No, it, it was fine. It was like one of those, you know, it was fine. No, I'm, no, I think he did. I think he did. I think okay. he did. Actually, okay. he does because he would send me when I would say that's all right, I would get some money, but. Okay, um, so he did yeah. pay you. That's uh, okay. I think he okay, did. Yeah, good. he did. But he was a nice guy. I genuinely liked him. He said he liked my voice. He said, you sound so, he said, I like your voice. You sound so spiritual, whatever that meant. And I genuinely, I liked him, but you know, it'd be like, so it it was nice. I remembered that one. And my girlfriend Uh, would say, you can do that for him. Why can't you do that for me? I want to get married. And I couldn't, I can't.
0: Any drama.
1: It's all drama. Everybody, they want their reading. They want it quick. Interesting. People that call you, they feel like they're in a crisis situation. So they want the information. They want to get in to see you as quickly as they can. They want the reading as quickly as they can. And it's always drama. If it's not life-threatening, they can wait because people have pushed me. I need this, I need this. And I would give them the reading and then I'd wait for the money. And I'm like, you know what? You didn't wait for me. Why do I have to wait for your money? So that kind of cleared itself up because I feel, and if it is life-threatening, don't call me. You need There's other places you should be calling. But it's always an emergency for people. Well, I'm having a meeting and I need this answer. Or what do I need to do? And I think more than anything, what people don't understand is, They always want to do something to fix a problem. They always want to, what should I do? What should I do? And sometimes you don't have to do anything. I just tell people don't do anything. Sometimes just, just let things be and see how things work out. I feel like a lot of people like to control, you know, like they, well, what should I do? Or especially in relationships, like women will say, do you think I should talk to my boyfriend to find out where this is going? I really like and I'm like no no don't talk about do that. You know let it come from him. Cuz if you push it may not work out. But I think relationships just fall into a category all of their own. Very dramatic, people cry a lot. I just what try about, to tell people
0: What about contacting loved ones or so who have passed? I've done that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, one time I read a girl and I said she was, I think it was her grandfather was Greece. And I said, there was a horse. He had a pet horse that loved him. And actually he had a donkey. She said, it wasn't a horse. It was a donkey. And that the donkey would get up in the morning and would put his head in the, in her grandfather's bedroom. He wanted the grandfather to get up in the morning. And I remember that I do a lot on loved ones. I remember I read one man who wanted to know about his father And I just said, he's dancing. And and then finally, I caught myself and I said, I don't know if he's dancing or a lot, but I see the dancing. So he's moving. I feel like he's moving. He has movement. And the man said that, I guess, before his father died, he was in a wheelchair and couldn't move or something. Mm -hmm. So even though I saw him dancing, I wasn't sure if he was dancing. I said dancing, but actually it meant movement.
0: When you're doing these readings for people who are trying to connect with loved ones, what's the connection like? Is it that you're working through mediums on the other side who are communicating or are the loved ones communicating no, directly through you?
1: Them. Both and, ways. And, the loved ones. Absolutely.
0: And how are they doing it? Is it words, smells, images?
1: No, no. Words. Words. Words sometimes well. When you get into the whole trance thing, you're getting words what they're saying. But of course, you can smell something, you can sense something, you see something. Like with the man dance, I could see the man dancing, and then I realized he may not have been a dancer, but he's moving. The movement he wanted to show his son, I'm moving, I'm free, I can move. But dance. when I said dancing, the man the son was happy because he knew that his father, if he was dancing, he was moving.
0: And when they're communicating with loved ones, is it always positive or has there been a loved one who comes in and said, you're screwing your life up or something like that?
1: No, it's it's really positive because okay. when people come to you, they go, my father died. Is he OK? Believe me, if they're on the other side, they're OK. You're the one that's not OK. But <laughs> right. My sister died. Is she OK? They're happy over there. That point, they're like, you know what, you can do whatever you want to with your life. It's your karma, it's your lessons. They don't care. They're happy. <laughs> they really are happy. <laughs> Live your life This is what they're telling people. Enjoy the time that you have and don't worry about me. We're fine. I'm fine. You know, they're they're with other loved ones, they're with animals, they're with family. They are fine. We're the ones that aren't fine. We want that closure, or we need to know that they need to know that they're we're fine. It's it's better.
0: And through the course of all these experiences with channeling, remote viewing, all that stuff, what's your perspective on what happens after death?
1: From what I understand is that we are met by our loved ones. We leave our body. And I feel that we, right away, there are people waiting for us, people that we know. Like maybe my mother, my sister, my father, my grandparents friends they the group comes and you're with them immediately and then they will take you and then you walk through to the higher being to see the god energy. My girlfriend had three near-death experiences. That's
0: awful. (laughs) That's I mean that's I guess it's it's both good and awful, right? Because you have to almost die three times to to get there. She
1: did. She drowned one time. She did, and she knew she was coming back. She knew she was coming back because they just said, this isn't your time. And I think they showed her her family. She could see her family, and they were fine, and they were like, you know what, you got to, you know, it's not your time. But she said that the message she got from God was something like, be kind to one another and be kind to animals. In other words, stop killing people, stop the wars, that hurts him. Just love, be kind to one another and be kind to animals was the message she got. The feeling she got is there's enough abundance and there's enough here on earth. You know, don't worry about how many people are coming in the borders and how we're gonna feed them and what they're taking away from US citizens. You know, all of that can be worked out. There's enough abundance, there's enough on earth that problems can be worked out without killing or hurting people.
0: Well, that's another problem that's coming in the next twenty to thirty years: is the there's not enough natural population growth in the U.S. to support people who are like the in aging population. So, immigration is actually needed. I think the problem is it's not fair to people who go through the normal process as opposed to people who just mm-hmm. cut in line, but. I think that's the discussion in this country is not very nuanced. We're going to have a problem. We're not going to have enough people.
1: Oh, I think we have a lot of problems, but how to solve them in a more humane way. I mean, people just talk ugly. They hate other races.
0: Yeah, with the advent of social media and Google and things like that, there's been a structural shift where people are only getting the news that they want as opposed to the news that they need or I don't want to get too much into it, but I've actually worked at companies where I would see something happen and the media would report something that just absolutely was 100% false, like completely false. And if they were doing that to that one company, they're doing it everywhere. Whether it's for ratings, whether or not it's just to control people. We have so many suicides now that just are being unreported among young people because we shut down the country when we probably didn't necessarily need to. We had a mask policy that didn't work, but it screwed people up mentally. Although I, I did enjoy not having to commute. That was wonderful. They saved me 25 hours a week of sitting in my car doing nothing. So just treat people better, basically, right? Just the,
1: You have to the love goal. everybody. I don't know. I just think at this point in our evolution or 2022, the turn of the century, are we still thinking? I mean, we're still using guns and violence. And I, I don't know if that's part of. Yeah, who would have thought
0: there would be a land war in Europe in 2022?
1: Yeah. Like- yeah. And, 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 is it in, and I think somebody told me, oh, the, Angela, we're human beings. The violence is in our DNA. And I'm like, oh, you know, in other words, that's just in our DNA. To fight, I guess. I don't know. I hope not.
0: No, we definitely need to evolve a little bit more. Have you been able to communicate with anybody in your family on the other side? I'm sure. And and that, and that
1: gives you comfort? Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what happened when I first started the automatic writing. Yes, I was getting a lot of information on my relatives on the other side. Yes.
0: So you would sit down and they would just send you a message?
1: I can remember when I asked about my father, they said, well, he's with your brother, he's with his son. And so my mother said that when she was pregnant with my brother, it it would have been twins, but the one twin died. So when they said that my father was with his son or with your brother, then that told me that the baby that my mother had lost had returned to the heavens, I guess, or returned to that realm. And then when my father passed, They were together because in that realm, they're father and son.
0: How would somebody who wasn't born manifest themselves up there?
1: They have the soul. When you leave and you die, the only thing you're leaving is your physical body. But your spirit, your soul, your memory is still there. You're in another form. You're... It's sort of like you have all of these auras around your body, and they just reach up and reach up to these other realms. So when you pass, you're shedding all of the lower energies and all of the lower forms, so you're in spirit form, pretty much looking the same way. So when my mother had the miscarriage, the spirit of the baby went back. For uh, For whatever reason, it may be... The baby decided it didn't want to come through and be in this lifetime. Maybe so the baby went back. When the baby went back and my father died, he was reunited. So that was a lesson for me.
0: Now, in all this, are there any malevolent entities that you've had to confront or deal with, tried to interfere? or? Hmm. Hmm. So when people experience that stuff, what is that? <laughs>
1: A lot of times I tell people whenever they call, they go, I think I've got a spirit in my house. I'm so afraid. I think I've got a spirit in my house. You have to acknowledge the spirit, acknowledge, hi, I know you're here. They want to be acknowledged. So when people are like running away and I'm so afraid, they're like tapping you on the shoulder, like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. A lot of times these spirits and these entities just want to be acknowledged. If you acknowledge them, they'll go away. They'll just be happy they got the attention. So I always tell people, if you feel that you have acknowledged, hello, are you here? Who are you? And then a lot of people will say, well, this is my house. This isn't your house. Get out. I mean, you don't argue. Just say, I, I know you're here. You acknowledge the presence. But a lot of people, they just they live in fear of it all. I always acknowledge the part, just acknowledge it.
0: And do you think all this stuff is related? I mean, we talked to a prior episode about UFOs. And the UFOs, the paranormal, is all this stuff interrelated in some sense? Like it's all part of the same yeah. overall thing? And what should people do going forward in order to cultivate some of these abilities, particularly if they've never really had any concrete experiences that they can point to?
1: I think there are many people in this world that are very in tune, they're very aware, they're very psychic, but they don't want to deal with it. They don't want it in their life. I've met people and you can see it in people that um very in tune, very, very bright and very aware. And a lot of times I think, boy, if they could, if they would just develop themselves, but they have no interest. I feel if a person has the interest and they want to develop themselves, then If you need to be aware, find out where your talent lies and read books and and take some ESP classes, just basic classes. People always say, what book should I read? I say, go to the library, go on the internet, search books, whatever you feel resonates with you, buy that book. But I always tell people, just educate yourself on the subject and don't be in fear of it. A lot of people want it, but they get so afraid. I read a young girl, I think the other day, and I think she gave reading. She had the abilities, but everything was like really negative. uh, Oh, no, oh, no.
0: Now, you said you've done, at least when you were growing up in a prior interview, out-of-body experiences. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how far did you go?
1: I would go out and fly among the trees, but I think a lot of time. one time I felt like I was going straight to the sun. I felt like I was just going right to the sun. Another time I felt like I was in the sky and I became like one with the the stars. I felt like I was a star, just kind of hovering there or shining. And then I came back.
0: When you say you felt like you were a star, were you just inside the star or were you actually
1: the star? I was a a star.
0: What do you you think that means
1: i don't know i just knew i was there and i knew to go back
0: and did you visit anything else
1: Mm -mm, i saw a beautiful woman one time i didn't know who it was she was smiling down on me she was kind of on the moon
0: do you still do out of body or is that something that Mm kind of happens spontaneously
1: sometimes sometimes i i don't have control over it
0: okay so you just sometimes just find yourself floating all right anything else you want to add All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been an absolute pleasure as always. Thank you. If you enjoyed this video, hit like and subscribe, and I'll see you next time.